Welcome to the Rooted Network podcast. I'm Stephen Miller, the host and president of the Rooted Network, broadcasting from the Mill Street House in Louisville, Texas, and accompanied by my friends Michael Bethany and Lauren Chandler. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about a very fun topic, something that every worship leader uh, likes to, to think about and is probably confronted with on a daily basis, and that's stewarding and shepherding uh, the flock that is among you with maturity, uh, and that includes musical preference, that includes vision of where you want the ministry to go, and sort of taking all that into account while taking into account the people that you are shepherding, the people who are in your church, the people who you are trying to lead on a week-in, week-out basis. And so this is a fun one, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. a really good one. We all, we all have to deal with this in some, <laughs> in some form or fashion. Yeah. Pretty much all the time. I'm so. going to get in my soapbox at some point. <laughs> hey, Here's planning. your soapbox. We're good. We're good. Every every worship leader has has had that Monday morning email, or mm-hmm. you know, all all week long email, or you know, you get to you get to work and someone's written in a comment card or something like that, and they're telling you, hey, I want more of this, or I'm, or you're mm-hmm. done and you've got done leading worship and you you know you've experienced the Lord and he's moved in power or whatever and someone walks up and they tell you the five things you did wrong yeah. or, or whatever and you sort of have to walk in stride with that a little bit but at the same time there is an element of uh, leading with maturity in that and recognizing that people do have preferences and how to how to shepherd them through that but also recognizing you know who who's actually in your in your congregation so um, we you know we we were talking about this a little bit before, but I'm just going to start out by reading. Uh, this is First Peter 5, verse 2 and 3. It says, Shepherd the flock of God that's among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And I think in the past I have kind of looked at that scripture and thought, Oh, that just means be content with where God has you. Don't be looking for like the grass that's greener on the other side or to expand your ministry or expand your borders or whatever. But in in this conversation, you almost can kind of take it and think um, that means be content with the people who are in, like recognize who the flock is that God has given you and and don't wish for like a better group of people or a different Mm -hmm. group of people who are more like you or, Mm -hmm. or whatever, but recognize that people are people no matter where you go. And this mm-hmm. is the group of people that God's put in your charge. And yeah. so I'd love to hear kind of how, you know, how we do that. What have been some of our struggles, uh, ways that we've walked through that. Um, maybe Michael, you, you know, yeah. you want to kick us off and then Lauren. You know, I think uh, it's been a humbling experience for me because inevitably, no matter where I've served, I've always had this same experience. I, I get gung-ho. I'm motivated, I'm charged up, I've got this vision, I've written it out, and I'm so excited, and I go into this environment, and I'm, I'm offloading, and I'm getting things going. At some point, I discover that my personal vision, my personal perspective, outlook, and plans I'm so excited about mm-hmm. may not be viewed the same by other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're in a church environment, you know, the response is not always as systematic. Mm. It can be very organic. Mm-hmm. It can be, you know, I kind of get nervous sometimes after worship service. I don't want to go into the lobby because yeah. that person will walk up to you and say, 
Hello, Pastor Bethany. <laughs> and you can see the look in her eyes like, I don't know what What's about to happen? What am I going to say? But, but then I, I begin to, but that's become a humbling experience for me mm. because what it's taught me is as excited as I am about the music that I'm presenting, the worship style that I'm trying to cultivate, mm-hmm. I, God has not given it all to me. Mm. Yeah. And though I'm shepherding this this component of this service or the church or our worship experience, I'm not doing it in isolation. So God may use other things to inform me of what he's saying to me. Mm-hmm. That really keeps me humble because I'm now seeking after him. I'm walking daily. There's a lamp to my feet, light to my path kind of experience to where I don't have all the answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so having to keep my ear open to the Holy Spirit as to like, Okay, maybe that's good advice. Maybe that's bad advice. Yeah. Maybe that person's heart isn't right. Mm-hmm. But at all, I can't also take an arrogant position to say I know everything. Mm-hmm. I know exactly yeah. these songs I picked are always right. My yeah. vision is right, yeah. and so I'm constantly humbled and back at the altar, asking mm-hmm. God, "What are you saying? What yeah. do you want to do through me, and not just me doing something out of my own preferences?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lauren, what about you? Well, you know, as you're you're talking, Michael, I think about how just that leadership, having a leadership role in a church is um, humbling because if you're kind of one that's being shepherded, you you know your place, you know uh, that you're being cared for in a certain way, that that you're going to have feedback, that that the person that's the overseer of your soul is going to say. Um, hey, here's some things that I see and I think could be done differently. And we hear it and we're like, oh yeah, because we feel like that's their job to shepherd me. But to be the shepherd who then has to come to that humble place of, I'm going to be shepherded by the Lord. I'm going to be shepherded by the Holy Spirit, but I'm also in a weird way going to be shepherded by my people mm-hmm. because they are going to bring some things. And yeah. And our human hearts, we, we put this hierarchy of, well, I'm the leader and you're the person being led. And so why do I have to listen to you? Yeah. So it's harder for the leader yeah. to humble themselves and to realize, you know what? I need to be coached too in this. And so I need to be willing to hear from the people mm-hmm. where maybe they feel like worship's a little stagnant right now or mm-hmm. stifled. And and instead of thinking, I've got it all figured out and getting my feelings hurt, right, right. Um, being willing to be shepherded and coached by the people that we shepherd and coach. Yeah. Um, and that's a... That's a hard deal. I think that's why, um, you know, it says in scripture, not many should want to be teachers, but I would even say not many want to be leaders <laughs> right? Mm. because it's, it's a humbling thing yeah. <laughs> um, because our, our, our flesh wants to fight against, well, I'm the leader and I'm the one that's supposed to lead us. Yeah. And I'm the one that has the <laughs> you vision. Follow you me. just <laughs> step in line. You know? So it, it's good. It's good and for us. We get this whole thing. I'm the professional. Yeah, right. I, you can't sing. I can sing. I right. play three instruments. Yeah, and that's I've spent my whole life yeah. learning to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you. I think whether it's now this is just just human. Like whether you're in church mm-hmm. or outside of church, your audience is intelligent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna vote in one way or another for mm-hmm. what they like. Mm-hmm. And what good is it for you to be skilled in something that an audience doesn't want? Mm-hmm. The reality is what I'm learning, I have learned, is worship is something we do in spirit and truth. Yeah. It's not something we do necessarily in style. Yeah. 
the, yeah. the, the style of worship can vary. Yeah. Just like the English or the language we speak, they vary, but mm. communication is still happening. Yeah. yeah. And so I have to be humble enough to understand that the way I like this worship environment to feel to me mm-hmm. may not be the cultural experience that's going to be palatable for the whole. Right. And then I learn. Like, I remember, like, it's a good example. There's a song. I won't say the name of the song. <laughs> we all have yes. We will I, bash around. I, I, okay, I hated this song. Like, yes, it's yes. like, and oh, yeah. I, okay, I say this song. That's been plenty of Lots songs. Of like, them. I don't, yeah. I'm never, and I said. How did that song make it? Yes. yes. Yeah. And I, I'm never singing that song. I don't care. Anyone says I hate the song. I'm not going to sing the song. And I, at some point, I'm humbled. Oh, and yeah. I, and I know the spirit is speaking to me. You don't like this song, but you yeah. can't deny that I have chosen to use it. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yep. Because I'm communicating to people in a language that they can spiritually, mentally, whatever it is, understand. Yeah. And I have to do the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, songs like that, because I'm a worship leader, I, they become my favorite songs. <laughs> because songs are tools. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, which tool in the toolbox works right now? Yeah. yeah. That's the one you want to yeah. be using. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. so it's like... That's one of those things you got to be humble enough. That's a yeah. character thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's when you read this that passage in Peter, I looked at that in the um, New Living Translation, mm-hmm. and part of it says that we watch, we should watch over, watch over it, willing not grudgingly, uh, not for what you can get out of it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. Wow. And a lot of it is really bit toward character because we have these moments where we question ourselves, and if we're honest. It's something that we seek to get from that moment. Yeah. How how many of us don't like to hear people come to us after service and say, "Wow, yeah, that yes. was amazing." You'd be lying if you said you don't. <laughs> That's for sure. And is there a fine line yeah. between yeah. appreciating that yes. and becoming addicted right. and needing that yeah. to yeah. feel like what you're doing is valuable? Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I think um, a while back I wrote a, a, years ago. A little article called the modern day worship wars mm. and uh, in it basically the whole point of it was uh, music is an amazing tool to connect with people uh, but if you can't connect because the music isn't the way that you want it mm-hmm. then you should check yourself mm. that there is a real worship war but it's not a musical war it's a war with our flesh that's easily distracted and we want to find all these reasons that why we can't worship God is too loud. I can't worship God. The singer was off. I can't. It wasn't my stylistic preference. I can't worship God. And in that case, I would say there is definitely a maturity issue at play. And 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 to some extent it's our job to help call that out as people. Yeah. At the same time, as a leader, our job is to try to diminish distraction as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a large group of people in our church that are not connecting mm-hmm. with what we're trying to do, then that may be something that we have to check yeah. ourselves from. Right. And you look at the example of Jesus and even in the parable of the lost sheep, you know, there's a whole flock there. One of them is mm-hmm. kind of, you know, you don't you don't want to have that sheep, but Jesus goes after that sheep. Yeah. Leaves the whole flock and goes after the one. And so um there's something about spiritual maturity that says, okay, uh, as a leader, uh, I'm going to to leave all the people who are like, yeah, 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 and go after the one that is maybe pushing back and giving me a hard time, yeah. and that that one that's sending me the comment cards, that one that's, you know, whatever, and and really help 
shepherd that, but also learn from that experience yeah. Yeah. to some extent. It's it's out of the comfort zone and that's out of the um, the ease of of just kind of go with the flow. People who all love what you're doing and all mm-hmm. think you're the greatest, and so um, I, I think that 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 tension is there absolutely with the maturity of the people and the maturity of the leader and how um, they they both have to be working in concert together. Yeah. Like how do you how do you really push on the idolatry of preference when maybe you're completely <laughs> operating out of it, the idolatry, right. mm-hmm. idolatry of preference, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, we're all we all will have to admit that we we can be guilty of that. I think yeah. approaching that with humility, knowing that that could be me and it's probably me, yeah, mm-hmm. on some level. But I think you also have to be mature enough to recognize it and respond to it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, like I, there was a person that said, um, "You guys don't do enough of this kind of music, and if you don't do this, then that's not real worship." Right. Mm. Well, then I had to know. Okay, so this one isn't me. Yeah. That statement, I, I can I need to address that. Yeah. But how do I address that without getting on my soapbox mm-hmm. and, and like, okay, now let me give you peace of my mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I still have to shepherd you. I still have to win you. This yeah. is now an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to use this conversation yeah. to pull you closer to what worship really is. Yeah. I'm leading worship. I'm not leading styles. Yeah. I'm not leading yeah. preferences. I'm leading people in the presence and the reality of who God mm-hmm. is. If someone is hung up on something like that, mm-hmm. I may not be on the stage, but in the lobby or in an office, I'm still leading worship. Yeah. yeah, That's the space that many of us, I know I don't really like to engage in. Mm-hmm. Let me do the stage. Yeah, no. I don't want to have yeah. to pastor in the lobby. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to have to pastor off let yeah. me be the worship pastor on stage yeah. with no feedback mm-hmm. yeah but when the feedback comes you're just as I think that's more valuable yeah I think that will be the yeah. litmus is what kind of pastor are you really yeah yeah, yeah I think it's easy to get uh, angry at an idea and it's harder to be angry at a person yeah. yeah if that makes sense and so you know you come into a situation and you're doing something that maybe some people in your church don't like or it's not it's too loud or Mm -hmm. whatever and then all of a sudden you're the easy target right if people don't know you you're a really easy target yeah but if if they know you if they see you if they're shaking hands with you if they're if you're hugging them you know in the lobby and you know letting them know that you're you're there that you really do care about them it's easier to shepherd someone that that knows you and that you know yeah um and so I, i think that's a big piece of that we don't we don't like to do and it's really easy to to not do that um to where you're just in and out you're on the platform you're in the green room you know but it's really i think that's a really good that your worship leadership is just as much in the lobby as it is on the platform Mm -hmm. that's right you know i i here's a funny story so i don't okay i'm gonna just confess (laughs) i am a people person i love to hang out Mm -hmm. but there's a certain time I don't really like to hang out, and that's after service. Yeah. I don't like that part. I don't want to yeah. hang out then, because I get too many like random conversations I don't want to have. So that's been a maturing opportunity for mm. me. So I I came out to talk to some people, and some friends of mine came to church. This lady wants to talk to me and interrupts. It's mm-hmm. always just that interruption thing. <laughs> they can be pretty 
I don't want to say inconsiderate or whatever. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Like, we can be talking and the yeah. next conversation starts in the middle of a new conversation. Yes. It's like, okay. Yes. So, so this time I was like, okay, ma'am, just give me a minute. Yeah. Let me finish talking to my friends. I'll be right with you. Yes. And she's like, no, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. Now. Like, just give me a moment. And yeah. now I'm thinking, she's so rude. She's being so rude. <laughs> so you already don't want to hear what she has to I don't say. Hear <laughs> like, I don't want to hear it. I don't oh, want to hear no. it. Because she's probably going to tell me she didn't like the music yeah. or something yeah. I don't want to yeah. hear. I'm like, yeah. oh, all right. So eventually I finish the conversation and I walk to her and I say, how are you? What can I do for you? She's mm-hmm. like, I just want to tell you that I love your music and the worship so much. I just couldn't wait to tell you that. And she shook my hand. <laughs> And put a hundred dollars in it. Wow! And just said, the Lord just wants me to bless you. Come on, man! <laughs> oh, thank you so much. No. Talk about no. wow! I couldn't. Like, oh. It, it could have bought me for a nickel, man. I was like, <laughs> it just it just taught me that you know what? Whether they're complaining yeah. or not, the people want something from you that yeah. only you can give them. Yeah. yeah. When someone's saying, "I don't like you," "I don't like you," or "I don't like what you're doing." Or they don't approve what you're doing. It's not. You can look at that and say, "Well, no, no matter what I do, they won't be happy." Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reality is, God has given you a, an opportunity to be a gatekeeper over something mm-hmm. yeah. that mm-hmm. they want, and they want it from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So, in that moment, like the approval, or just mm-hmm. the attention, mm-hmm. or the shepherding moment, yeah. or the touch, yeah. or just to say that she appreciated it. I had to learn, like, you know what? You may not always get it the way you'd appreciate it or like it, yeah. but you can't, dis- you have to love this. Yeah. You gotta love yeah. that these people, like you said, shepherd the people God gave yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And however that package comes wrapped in whatever mm-hmm. bow it is, yeah. mm-hmm. take it, because it may be a hundred bucks in your hands. <laughs> it's like, it's the, heart, the heart is right. The heart is yeah. really pure. It's not like yeah. people want... Every worship leader listening to this is going to be hanging out in the lobby yes. from now Go on. Just like waiting for that hundred dollar bill. Love the people you... <laughs> Every woman that interviews their conversation. Excuse me, I need sure. to listen uh-huh. to this lady real quickly. Because, you know, you never know. Isn't that, isn't that like God, though? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And, and th- the funny thing is, so often the things that they may have to tell you are so much more valuable yeah. than a hundred dollar bill even. Yes, you know? absolutely. And mm-hmm. the community of that and the, the, the feeling of knowing and being known, you know, how yeah. often do we not, how often do we miss out on knowing and being known by our oh, people? Yeah. That's what the church is for. Yeah. You know? And I think we're so afraid of the like Christian celebrity culture. And yeah. so I think we'll think, oh, you know, I don't, want to feed that in them. But I, I just love the point that you made, Michael, of they do want something from us. And it's something that maybe we can't give out of ourselves, but we yes. can give out of the overflow of the Holy That's Spirit right. yes. inside right. of us. Mm-hmm. And the Lord has given us a place uh, to do that and and has built a rapport through our leading worship with these people mm-hmm. that that other people don't get. Maybe other people on staff don't get. Um, where they have this vulnerability mm-hmm. already because you led them in worship um, that can be an opportunity for us or and a blessing for us to either get to minister to that person right. um, or to kind of receive maybe a rebuke or something mm-hmm. or a, 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 a tip that they want to give us on yeah. what we're doing. but. What a privilege yes. that is, and and not to be so scared that we're gonna feed some celebrity Christian celebrity, you know, bug. But instead, see as an opportunity God's given us to um, 
to minister in that place. Yeah. I think something about the example of Jesus is that he was, how could he have possibly done so many of the miracles that he did that were just sort of on the fly? You know, yeah. the woman with the mm-hmm. issue of blood yeah. touched his, his, the hem of his garment mm-hmm. because he was there in the crowd. Yeah. And how many people are coming up to us on the weekend or wherever mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. with a need right. and they need someone to just notice, to pay yeah. attention yeah. Um, and, and to recognize that, man, this is such a, a bigger ministry than singing some songs on the platform. I think mm-hmm. when, when we become people who are doing that regularly, yeah. then the, the rest of the stuff sort of may take care of itself. Yeah. You know, we're building maturity because we're building trust. Yeah. When people can trust That's you, true. they'll follow your lead more. Yeah. That's true. And the trust comes from, from knowing, Yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and, and vice versa. I, I, I would much more gladly uh, lay aside my preferences when I know that if I'm doing a song that I really hate or a style that I really don't feel like I do well is going to minister to these people who mm-hmm. are who I'm seeing in the lobby and talking to at the grocery store or, or wherever yeah. I am. And doesn't that excite you even more yeah. than doing your preference? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I like a certain thing, but when I see everyone's eyes light up, yeah. it's like with my son. Yeah. I never know what's really going to send them over mm-hmm. the top. Sometimes right. I do, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't. Christmas, right? I got a bunch of gifts, and he like he opens one, he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I find that one gift, and he just goes crazy. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what I think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It ministered to him. It, yeah. it did what it needed to do. Yeah. I, that's why I love some of those songs I won't mention that I don't like, <laughs> because I love what they do. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, you, t- you mentioned Christmas. The song is sort of the wrapping paper. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. You know, everyone's had that two-year-old kid that just, they think the wrapping paper is the present. Right. Yeah. Or one right. year and, yeah. and they just get so excited about the wrapping yeah. paper. And you're just like, I got you a... It's so much more than that. Just keep opening yeah. the box, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a little, there's a parallel there that whenever we put so much stock in the song, Mm-hmm. Right, and the song contains a lot, mm-hmm. right? But a song is just a carrier mm-hmm. of truth. A song yeah. is a carrier of gospel. A song yeah. is a carrier of, you know, God inhabits the praises yeah. of His people. Right. You know, we. It's not about the song. It's about what God wants to do through the song. Yeah. And so often, man, we just love our wrapping paper. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so we mm-hmm. gotta we gotta learn to get through that. Yes. You know? Yes, we so. do. And I think too, you know, having built that rapport by by having these relationships with your people, the what's happening in us about our preferences can happen to them too. Where maybe, yeah. you know, because you've earned trust with them, right. and you maybe do a song that they're like, I don't know, but I trust them, and I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that it w- works both ways. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just practically, along with what you're saying, Lawrence, I've learned. That you gotta, if you want to give me something new, give me a little something I'm, I'm familiar with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then add that on the back of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, Ease so, me in. Exactly. So, if, if, if practically, so when I'm putting a set together and I want to do a new song, mm-hmm. I know it's kind of stretching the cultural preference of, but I think it's a really good song. Mm-hmm. I'll start the set with what I think is their favorite song. Yeah. 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 And it, by the end of that song, everyone's like, "That's yeah. the wrapping paper. Yeah. That's, That's the wrapping paper." paper. That's the wrapping paper. <laughs> then yeah. I lead you into a new experience with something. Yeah. And I may even say this is a new song. 
I may even give my testimony about the song. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're kind of buying into my heart. Yeah. yeah. And you have confidence in me. Like, this guy, yeah. he wouldn't bring something that's not good. Right. And I've seen songs go over so well because the song is just the gateway. Mm-hmm. It helps people to open up that wrapping paper and experience the presence of God in a different way. Yeah. But giving, but being arrogant about it is I'm going to start the set with a song I like. Like, yeah. you know what? I tell people all the time. Don't do a bunch of the songs you like. Mm-hmm. Do a bunch of the songs they like. Yeah. yeah. Do a little yeah. bit of the songs you like. Yeah. Over time, you'll see them kind of change their preference, and you may be doing more of what you like. Yeah. yeah. So even with hymns, like yeah. I'm not like a hymnologist. I don't know if that's even a word. But, oh yeah. But, <laughs> totally a word. I'm not, hey, but it's only like. But. But, I mean, I know, like, at my church, people, they, like, they really love hymns a lot. So I have to find ways to include mm-hmm. those hymns. So I'll take a new song that has the same theme yeah. and just do the hymn yeah. with it. Yeah. So, like, now they're saying, I love that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, okay, there we go. That's the the practical wisdom yeah. of how do you kind of work yeah. this out. Yeah. yeah. That's And that's a great um, kind of starter in this conversation of, like, practical ways to build that maturity in into your people what are those practical ways you know and i think that the doing i mean it's just patience Mm -hmm. it really is patience um i tell guys don't get mad at your people you know be patient with them pray for them and be patient with them because the holy spirit's the one who who sanctifies us ultimately and it is a sanctifying process that maturing process of becoming more and more like christ a mature believer is easily edified but it takes the holy spirit working on people over the long haul so you could come out of a weekend and be very frustrated with your people or you could pray before you walk in there for god to to use you to to build maturity into the hearts and the lives of 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 his bride of his Mm -hmm. body you got to be more in love with the people than you are with your vision yeah Yeah. Mm. because i can be so in love with my vision Mm -hmm. that the people become the obstacle Mm -hmm. to what i like to see or the means to the end yeah Mm -hmm. so when you when you when you say i love you so much that whether you like it or don't like it that's valuable information to me Mm -hmm. because whether the song is right or not the goal is getting your heart attached to the heart of god Mm yeah And I need to do whatever I need to do to help make that work short of something that's ungodly. Mm -hmm. So let me love you enough to be more um, jealous for that Mm -hmm. and less jealous for something that I want for myself. So we'll end up with it. We'll we'll end with this kind of what do you do when you're in a situation and everything about everything that you love, somehow you've been hired by a church or you work at a church and the DNAs just don't work. Mm-hmm. And you're just, I mean, it's like every week, everything I wanted to do, they hated it. Everything they wanted to do, I hated it. And mm-hmm. I am just butting my head against the wall over and over and over again. Uh, at, at what point does it become, uh, maybe I need to seek somewhere else where I fit mm-hmm. in better mm-hmm. uh, versus I need to stick it out and... Yeah. Like, is there a is there a point where, um, where you just need to kind of recognize that maybe we don't fit, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe there's a fit issue here, mm. you know? That's good. Because there are people in your church who are thinking, God, I wish he would go somewhere else. 
There may be people thinking that even if you shouldn't. Uh, even if you shouldn't. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yes. You you know, yeah. I, I think it's from both sides. How do you, where do you discern the line of, I'm going to stick this out, it's going to be hard, versus, okay, maybe, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Right off the top of my head, I think that it's almost a like case by case basis. Yeah. Like, what is the Holy Spirit telling you? I mean, to seek wisdom, to talk to your pastor, to say, hey, or whoever's right above you. Uh, I feel like we're always butting heads. Will you pray with me if this is where I'm like, I want to serve, but uh, is this where I should be? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's, that's tough because every situation yeah. is unique. It really is. Unique. And I think it's a, you have to you have to go back uh, to the point of origin, which is God. Did you? What do you say about? Yeah. This? I I just I think it's important. Many of us negotiate and um, our positions are what we want in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to ministry, that's not a biblical concept. Mm-hmm. It's ministry is all about calling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing you can do with a calling is humble yourself mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. You can't negotiate it. Yeah. Because um, God doesn't negotiate <laughs> with yeah. us. Right. He doesn't do that. And so with that, you start there. And I think it's important sometimes, though, because sometimes the Spirit will speak through different experiences. Because those experiences become the tools in His hand that help to shape and sanctify you into who you're becoming. Mm-hmm. And so that's a part of it, too. So you may have to stick around a little while longer at a place that you're not so fit for mm-hmm. because God's fitting something in you yeah. Yeah. for the for the greater good and glory yeah. of what he liked to reveal through you yep. yeah. or even in that church. And so I think sometimes just being open enough to say, hey, I may have to be here for a while. God wants this from me. Sometimes it's a matter of us understanding that maybe I came here for the wrong reasons. Mm. And now it's time for, and God didn't say to do this. And now I'm learning the cost of negotiating my own price and the things I want in my own position outside the will of God. But like you said, it's case by case for every individual. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, you have to, to, you really have to seek the Lord with this. Because if you just take everyday common sense wisdom everyone's gonna quit yeah mm-hmm. so true it's, it's yeah. like it's like every I, I, I counseled a couple and I was telling them you know every marriage will get to the point where you feel like this is not the right one for me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah even yeah. the yeah. right yeah. one oh, yeah. will feel like the wrong one yeah, yeah. that test of commitment is necessary yeah. to see the fruit of God's promise come to pass because yeah. once you press through that you are then becoming the right one. Yeah. That's the same thing with, with any position God gives you. If you don't pass through the season of challenge and difficulty, yeah. you're never becoming the worship. It's not a title. Yeah. It's who God is forming and shaping you to be. If you want to slap a title on you and you want to be that, then I'm sorry. It's not it's never gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. But if you want God to make you the pastor that can do what you just read in this passage, then you're yeah. gonna to have to go through some tough seasons yeah. Yeah. and you will have to go to the altar and sacrifice some things yeah. mm-hmm. of your own preference yeah mm-hmm. i think what happens so often there's a bit of a, i mean the artist in all of us mm-hmm. uh what, what can happen is that worship leaders can become serial quitters mm-hmm. um and what i have found and i will almost in every situation i will try to counsel people to stick it out 
because no matter what, you're trading one group of problems for another. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's sort of like pick your problem. You know, yeah. you're gonna have you're they're gonna be there because people are people, mm -hmm. and ultimately you're you. You're a sinner too, and so yeah. that's always gonna be a dynamic at play. And it's I mean, I, I think that we all have to deal with that. And the more you can learn to be faithful, steadfast, stick it out, mm -hmm. recognize your part in this, sure. ask the Lord to, to to shape in you what He wants to shape and sanctify in you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to say stay in an abusive, abusive situation. Yeah. I don't want to say stay in a situation where there's uh, integrity that's lacking or whatever. Yeah. Though that's that's probably going to be an issue no matter where you go because people are people. They mm -hmm. have moments where they're they're broken. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but I do want to say uh, recognize that God oftentimes wants to take you through the storm that's right. yeah. in order to to show you that He's the Lord over the storm. Yeah, and so. Um, True. I think that's good, and uh, the Lord is certainly maturing in all of us. I mean, yeah. that's what—that's what the purpose of all of this is: mm -hmm. is that yeah. God is sanctifying us. He—he mm -hmm. he wants to form Jesus Christ in us. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so, um, I love it. So, mm -hmm. shepherd the flock that's among you. Uh, let the Lord do the maturing work in your heart, and uh, we'll be praying for that for all of you listeners until next time, and then beyond. See you in two weeks. <laughs>